What is going on, Life Disco? Just welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about yelling and screaming. And we're talking about this because we wanted to go over how we deal with conflict in our relationship. Yes. I want to start this off by saying we're not marriage counselors and we're not dating experts. Yes. Yes. This is just from our experience and yes. like what we've learned from being in married like for two years. And like we're super happy with where we're at right now. And we want to share some of what's working really well for us. Yes. When we first started dating you guys, we were toxic for each other, for lack of a better word. We were toxic for each other in the sense that like, when one of us would get upset with the other one, they would, we would either shut them out or we would not talk to them for a week or just leave. And we've been through phases of our relationship where like, I've gotten broken up with for doing stupid stuff or I just left Kirsten randomly because I was like, fucking, I'm just like, I'm just gonna leave because I can't deal with this conversation and I would just leave the fucking house and just not talk to her for a couple of days. So we've had really toxic ways of dealing with our problems. And over Mm -hmm. the course of the last five years together, we've developed some systems that have really helped us navigate in those times where we want to yell and scream at each other. Yeah. So it's funny because like, like, should we start this off now? And I think because those like that version of Kirsten Bryan is so, so, so far gone. Like we do not go to those kind of extremes anymore but I remember having a conversation with Brian and it was in our old and maybe you'll remember this conversation too sit in our 600 square foot condo and we were like both like this is so toxic like we cannot go on like this like yelling screaming yelling screaming and I think as human beings a lot of the time we resort back to old patterns so you resorting back to old patterns that you had done in your relationships as well as me being like the person that just shuts everyone out going back to old patterns that I would practice in my relationships and we just kept butting, butting, butting heads. And I think like we both came to a realization that like, that's not the type of relationship we wanted. And we've been through many relationships that didn't serve us. And there was so many parts of each other that we just like loved. Like we really, we loved being around each other when we had fun. We had so much fun, but we also didn't want the relationship where it was constant screaming, fighting and arguing. Like we wanted to build an empire together. And I think that like the first thing to understand is that it's impossible for two people to be happy all the time. Yes. It's literally impossible Mm -hmm. because like, I'm going to be like, I'm let's even just say that I'm happy 80% of the time. Kirsten's happy 80% of the Mm -hmm. time. The chances of those 80% of the time lining up hundred percent of the time is zero. And so there's going to be periods of time where I'm super, super happy. And then Kirsten's in her 20%. And then there's going to be times where like Kirsten's super happy and I'm in my 20%. And so I feel like being in a relationship for me is about learning how to navigate in those situations and in those times where like, I'm not feeling really fucking good and she's feeling awesome. How do we communicate? Or she's feeling really awesome. I'm not feeling good. How do we communicate? Or even the not optimal scenario, and I'm sure all of us can relate to this, is when I'm not feeling good and she's not feeling good and we clash, like how do we communicate? So again, when we first started dating, it would be like, I would shut her out Mm -hmm. or she would shut me out. Give me Mm -hmm. the cold shoulder. I would leave. Or she would fucking threaten to leave. And like, that mm-hmm. was like, that was just how we just dealt with conflict. That's how we dealt with those situations. And we want to talk a little bit about this trip because Kirsten and I have been in a really, really good place for mm-hmm. the last like six to eight months. Like we're talking like almost no fighting at yes, all. Yeah. Just- but then coming onto this trip, it's been a lot because our hometown Kelowna right now is currently on fire. And mm-hmm. our like a lot of our friends were evacuated from their homes. Mm-hmm. And Kirsten's family obviously is like dealing with the smoke and, potentially had to get evacuated. And so that was putting us under a lot of pressure because we couldn't go back to Kelowna. Like our flights kept getting canceled. We literally had to book a last minute trip to the Dominican. But in order for us to get to the Dominican, we had to fly back to Kelowna to get our passports, but we couldn't fly back to the Kelowna. We had to fly to Vancouver and then drive to Kelowna. So there was like all this extra stress with travel 
And then just a couple of days ago, my grandpa passed away. So like all these things just started like stacking on top of yes. each other. Yeah. And we got to a point the other day where we're like, we were like at each other's throats. Yes. And so this podcast is about talking about like what we do when we get in those situations where we're like, we are both super triggered and we like need to figure out a solution to this problem. I love where this is going. So I think that where this work, where mine goes and where what we should talk about is kind of like my biggest kind of thing that I've had to work through along with your biggest thing that you've had to work through because I feel like they're both clear. So for me, you guys, like full transparency, I get into these head spaces where it doesn't matter what Brian's doing or what he's saying. I'm so in my own head and I'm so in my own way. I'm not fun to be around. My energy can either be contagious or it can be infectious in the worst way possible. It affects everyone around me. And I completely shut down and I don't treat people in a way that makes me feel good, treating myself in a way that makes me feel good. And last week, like for the first time in like so long, I found myself back in one of these headspaces and I didn't really offer myself much compassion. I just was like, I thought I was fucking done with it. Like every day was a challenge and Brian was doing his best to like support me, but I just could not get I, I don't want to watch what I'm saying out loud because I'm actively working on this. It was really hard for me to get out of my own way. And in turn, nothing anyone did or said was good enough. I just was like in my own space. And that's like, not just something that's came up in Brian and mine's relationship. It's been a consistent problem in every single relationship that I've had with Brian. It's the first relationship ever that I've actually made so much progress on the problem to the point where I thought it didn't even exist anymore. But just with everything that kind of like unfolded, I had like this really, and I don't want to excuse my behavior because there's no excuse for how I act during those times, but I just wasn't in a good space. I didn't feel good. And that old pattern came up. Yeah. And so uh, just really quickly, somebody just commented and they're like, why is a business coach making relationship content? Is this top of funnel strategy? This is just me and Kirsten having a conversation about our relationship. So just wanted to clarify that. And also, like, I think that it's really important in business to be actively working on your relationship. I agree. Yeah, like, I agree. So many of your clients that are in yeah. relationships will tune in to this together. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that's number one. I think that for, first of all, the g Easy song that comes to mind is like, we all got angels. We all got demons. And it's true because like, Kirsten and I both have qualities that like are really admirable and we both have qualities that like we actively are working on. Mm -hmm. And so Kirsten's quality is that you said your, your energy is infectious or like it can be like push people away. The word that I'll use is like Kirsten has like a magnetic pull no matter what. And so like it's super magnetic when she's positive and everybody can feel it in the fucking room and she lights up a room and it's super magnetic when it's not positive and everybody can fucking feel it when she walks in the room. It's like, she cannot hide her emotions. It's mm -mm. impossible. Mm -hmm. She tries. It's fucking impossible. Everybody yes. knows how Kirsten's feeling. Yeah. And for me, my thing is like to cut people out. Like mm -hmm. my thing is that like if it gets too hard, like I think like just for anybody that knows my story, like I came from a background. I didn't meet my dad until I was 26 years old. So I grew up mm -hmm. without a stepfather, mm -hmm. a bunch of different abusive stuff. I was multiple times when I was piecing out. Mm -hmm. Like the default reaction in like when I was younger to stress and adversity is like we dip out. Mm -hmm. like can't pay the rent we dip out it's like you know this relationship isn't working we leave like that's like what i'm conditioned to and so my thing is like resisting the urge to run away when shit gets hard because when shit gets hard my everything in my body is like get the fuck out of here mm -hmm. get out of here mm -hmm. and so we both have our thing that we're actively working on and so when we're both triggered and when we're both in these states one thing that we found is that 
having a conversation like there's like regulated and unregulated. And so Mm -hmm. my definition of regulated is when you're like in a super calm, emotional state and unregulated is where you're extremely triggered. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we've all been there. We're like when you're triggered and you're like upset and you're angry, anything that comes out of your mouth isn't productive. Let's be honest. Nothing, nothing that comes out of your mouth when you're like not regulated is productive. And so our solution to that problem is as soon as we start going back and forth and we realize that like one of us isn't regulated, like the first thing that I ask, we have two different attachment styles and this is masculine and feminine. Yeah. When Kirsten is not regulated, she needs regulation through connection. Yes. Yes. But then it's like the weird thing. And this is what I'm actively working on. And I actually just signed up for a masterclass that I think is going to help me. And that's the thing you guys, it's like, I am a project and like, I like love this human with my entire heart. And the fact that there's times where I don't treat him how he deserves to be treated because I am in my own fucking head. It's not okay with me. So I'm actively going to work on that. But it's like, when I'm really in my own way, it's like, nothing can help me. It's like, I almost just need to like, I don't even know. And that's the thing that I'm working on right now is like, how do I get to a space where I can like, I don't need to be, I'm so happy and fake it till I make it. But I need to be able to get to a place where it's not affecting the people around me because nobody's mood needs to affect your, like your day or Haley's day. But there's two different phases. But then when I'm feeling like I'm like, okay, like we're in a little bit of a weird space. The only thing that I feel like I need is like his love and his attention and like his touch and his hug. And he. When I'm triggered, I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I'm like, do not talk to me. Because like, I feel like this might be a man thing. And let me know if like the men in the audience can relate to this. When I'm in a triggered or an emotional state, for me personally, like I need to sort through my own thoughts Mm -hmm. so that I can process my emotions so that I don't say something out of anger or frustration that I'll regret later. Mm-hmm. And so whenever we get to a place where like, we're both triggered, and we're both kind of like, the emotions are getting escalated, and we can both feel like, feel each other getting like really pissed off. I'll actually like, ask to stop the conversation. I'm like, can we please stop this conversation right now? Like I need to breathe. I need to like, mm-hmm. I need to take a minute because I'm super heated right now. I'm super frustrated. And I don't want to say anything that I like, I don't mm-hmm. want to say anything stupid. And mm-hmm. so I need to process my emotions and I need to breathe for a minute. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to take some space. And I literally am like, I need to pause on the conversation. And then in which obviously like when there's like a heated discussion, sometimes you'll be like, I want to talk about it. I'm like, we cannot talk yes. about it right now. Yes. We can't yes. yeah. because I will not say anything productive to this conversation. Yeah. I just need a, a minute to process my emotions and then we can approach a conversation in a different way. And it's like, and sometimes you guys, that means like we don't go to bed angry, but it's yes. like, we go to bed and we're like, let's resume this conversation tomorrow. Let's yes. like sleep this off and yeah. then pick this back up tomorrow from a clear, calm, level-headed place. Cause I think that like when two people get going at each other's throats and both people are super upset, like mm-hmm. nothing good comes from that. Mm-hmm. And like, those have been the fights where like, I'll leave the fucking house or like, you're like, I'm, we're fucking, you know what I mean? Like that's yes. where all the bad yeah. shit happens. Yes. And yes. so yes. Yeah. having like, for me personally, when we get to a place where we're like ready to yell and scream at each other, like that's when like we pause on the moment and we take a step back so we can regulate ourselves and reapproach the conversation in a different way. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. And I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode.
And honestly, like it helps me too. Like I do feel like I'm the type of person that I'm like, I want to have this now. I want to have this conversation now. But through observation, I've seen Brian when he's triggered and I've seen him after a night's sleep and his morning routine. And the way he approaches the situation is completely different. So like for me, it took nights being like, no, 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 no. Like, I love you. I love you. I love you. And no, for me to actually understand and see, like we process and do things differently. And like, I too need sometimes where I take space and I'll tell you, I'll be like, I just need like a fucking day to get out of my own way. And the other night it was like, I woke up in the morning and I was like, whenever you have space, like I want to have a conversation. And I was like, no expectation. I literally was like, if he doesn't want to talk to me all day today, that is totally fine. And I think it's ultimately too about like the trust you have in our relationship. And I trust in what we have in our relationship. And maybe an hour later, he came up to me and he was like, hello. And then he came at me from a place of like love. He's like, I want you to know that my only intention is to love you. And instantly I just felt like safe and I felt seen and I felt heard and I felt like, okay, like we're going to get through this together. But you weren't in a space to say that. And like, and I think that like, as a man, for me, when like, when I'm in a triggered emotional state and it's almost like in that moment, I know that Kirsten needs me to be like, or she wants me to be like, I love you so much. It's going to be okay. It's like, everything's fine. But I'm like, I'm so fucking angry that I literally can't even like see straight. I'm like, I literally need to like pull back on my, my own emotions so that I can give you the love that you need mm-hmm. because I can say empty words and I could be like, everything's going to be fine, but you can feel that that's not authentic in that moment. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. I would rather take some time to myself to actually calm myself down and breathe through it so that I can reapproach. I think one thing I want to bring up, and I think this is important, is like I've made the commitment that Kirsten and I are going to be together for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And so like the instinct that I get to run, it still comes up. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, it still comes yeah. up. It's just like when you like you think that your mood swings are done and then they're then and they're then back. it comes up. Yeah. It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah. I still get the instinct to run, but I've made the yeah. commitment that Kirsten and I are going to be together for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And so like that's a commitment that's been made, period. End of story. And so that means when I'm triggered or upset, like in previous relationships, when I was triggered or upset, or like I held resentment towards a certain thing that my partner was doing, I would almost try to take it out on the other person in some way, shape or form, Mm -hmm. whether that be like lock blocking them out or giving them the cold shoulder or intentionally pissing them off Mm -hmm. or just not communicating or whatever Mm -hmm. it was. Mm -hmm. And I think that that like vengeful approach to relationships where like, I'm upset at you. And so I'm going to do something to hurt you is Mm -hmm. just toxic and doesn't lead anywhere. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's like we solve our problems through communication. Yes. And communication isn't always productive in the moment. Mm -hmm. And it's not always healthy in the moment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need to take space before we can effectively communicate. But Mm -hmm. we don't solve our problems by trying to get at each other. Mm -hmm. Like we solve our problems by communicating. And like, this is how I'm feeling about this certain situation. Mm -hmm. This is how I'm feeling about the certain situation. How can we solve the problem so that this pattern doesn't continue? Mm -hmm. Because obviously there's some sort of behavior in one person or the other that's like causing a rift in this relationship. And so what's the solution moving forward so that both of us can coexist in the same environment without this negative emotion? And I think also just like you guys, and I think this is like a lot of you guys are like, I can relate to Brian. Some of you can relate to me. Some of you guys just relate to us like as a couple in general, but for Brian to self-abandon and to show me love when in his heart, he's like, I just need space. That's not good for me because I can't rely on Brian to emotionally regulate myself for me. That's not fair. Like there's times where like, I got, I'm a fucking big girl. I'm a grown ass woman. And so for him 
to self-abandon and do something that I'm not going to feel because it's not coming from a place of love and coming from a place of integrity to how he's actually feeling and like what his body actually needs. And then in turn, he's trying to like emotionally regulate me to maintain temporary peace. And I talk about this in my VIP program. And so what Brian, like going to bed and being like, I'm like not having this conversation did for me is forced me to sit with myself and forced me to breathe. And when I woke up that morning, I sat and I did a meditation by Deepak Chopra and it was releasing anxiety and stress. And it was one of the most challenging meditations I've ever done because all I wanted to do was go sit on his lap and like hug him and hold him. And that would have been the worst. worst. Yes. That would have been the worst. the worst. Right. But like it forced me to sit with myself and to actually like get 1% better at a thing that has affected me for so long. And you guys like, that's just like oh, how I get when I am in that headspace is something I really don't like. And I can't expect Brian to be the missing piece to fix it for me. I have to be able to fix it myself. And so while he's honoring himself and I might feel like, oh, like fuck him, a moment came through me where I was like, no, this is like what he needs, Kirsten. Just as you feel like you need like love and affection, he needs his space right now. And like, again, like I made the commitment because we were like, let's do this for a year. We genuinely like, and we love each other and we we love seeing each other win and we've accomplished so much together that sided together. And so we didn't like, we are committed to one another. And I trust in that wholeheartedly 24 hours of space is nothing. And that's taking me a long time to really like trust. I think like the man you've become has like made me just feel in my heart. Like he shows me every day. Like he's like the sweetest human being and does not go a day without telling me how much like he loves me. And I trust in what we have. And I also know that like, we are going to have moments where you need space. Yeah. And I need to honor that. And maybe I'll need to go back and listen to this podcast. Yeah, I, I want to touch on something because one of the things you said, and I think this is important for everybody, is I, I can't expect Brian to self-abandon to meet my needs. And when we first started dating, that's exactly what I did, is mm-hmm. I self-abandoned. Mm-hmm. And let me explain what I mean. So when we first started dating, there was like this instance where like I did this like 100-day sober sprint. And then during the 100-day sober sprint, I booked a trip to Mexico with my friend Brendan. And Ooh, we ended up yes. having like a falling out because of that. And so then I was afraid that I couldn't have time alone with my boys because Kirsten was going to get super pissed and I didn't want to deal with it. And so what I did is I stopped hanging out with my friends Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she didn't ask me to stop hanging out with Mm -hmm. my friends, by the way, I just stopped hanging out with my friends because I was like, if I hang out with my friends, then Kirsten's going to get pissed at me. So I just like, I just stopped hanging out with my friends. But what happened is, so Kirsten didn't ask me to stop hanging out with my boys, Mm -hmm. by the way, I just stopped doing it. And over time, like over the course of the next six to eight months, because I made the decision to self-abandon and stop doing something that I wanted to do so that I could make her happy. I started to resent her for reasons that she didn't understand. Do you remember that? Yep. And I, I remember. Like, I resented her for reasons that she didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And so I started to get more cold, more distant, more frustrated, whatever. And then one time we had like a big blowout and I was like, I can't even hang out with my fucking friends. Cause every time I hang out with my friends, you look at like, she's like, when's the last time you try to hang out with your friends? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I just made the decision like nine months ago that I wasn't going to because blah, blah, blah. But that was me. Mm-hmm. Like I was the one that self-abandoned because I was trying to please my partner. And that in that moment, I made the decision. I'm like, I respect myself so much that I'm going to start putting my own needs first at times so that we can coexist in this relationship together. Because if every time my partner's upset, I just like abandon ship and what I want. And I'm like, okay, I don't want this anymore. You're upset. It's like, that's not going to be a productive and healthy relationship. It's like, sometimes like you need to fucking put your foot in the sand and be like, no, I need to take some fucking space Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do it. So see you later. 
And like that, for me, putting my own needs first allows us to coexist without the constant like frustration back and forth, because sometimes I just need to fill up my own cup before I can fill up yours. And I love this so much because I think as you said that, I realized too that what I needed is for Brian to go on a trip with his friends and for me to rebuild trust because trust was broken because there was times where Brian went away. I'm like, you can't fucking lock your husband or boyfriend up in a box and say, stay with me forever because that's going to make them unhappy. And in turn, when they're not happy and they're not living in alignment with what feels good for them, that is going to rub off on you. So one of like the best moments that we've had is me realizing that it's like, like I trust Brian wholeheartedly. And like, I need to be able to trust him. And it is not like healthy for me to be overly anxious. And like, in order for me to actually fully trust him on a trip, I need to be like, okay, let's go. Let's text. These are kind of like my guidelines. Like I want you to send me a good night text, make sure that you just say good night. And outside of that, it's like, I need to work through those emotions myself. And in past relationships, I've been like burnt and I've been cheated on and I've cheated on and I've been the one who cheated. And it's like, it's been disastrous, but in order for me to get to a place with Brian that I've never been in other relationships before, I need to do things differently. And so I need to put myself into those moments where I'm like, do you actually stand behind what you say? Because if I trust in our relationship and that we're going to be together forever wholeheartedly, then you being away from me isn't going to affect that because that's that and that's something separate. So it's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is if your partner is self-abandoning, it's actually abandoning the relationship because if they feel they're living out of integrity just to please you, they are not able to show up and look you in the eyes and tell them, tell you that they love you from the bottom of their heart because there's resistance there. Mm -hmm. And so you have to like find a way to make it work. And like, it requires compromise Mm -hmm. and it requires like conversations and every argument and scream and yelling match that we had initially led us to where we are now, which I do not remember the last time that we, that, that was us. Yeah. We just don't, it's just not, we just don't go there anymore. There's certain, like, we know where each other's boundaries are now. And like, we just don't go there. And that just happens over time too. Last thing I just want to say in regards to like, you know, yelling and screaming and being able to take space when you need it. I think the biggest reason that people don't take the space that they need when they need to take it, like, let's say you're in an argument with your significant other thing fucking heated and you realize that you need to take a step back so that you can regulate. The reason that most people don't because they're afraid that if they take a step back so they can regulate, their partner's going to leave them and they're afraid of being alone. Yes, yes. Or they're afraid that if they take a step back so that they can, you know, regulate that their partner is going to think that they're going to leave them. Mm-hmm. In which case, like the partner is like, you know, that's like the insecurity of their partner. That has nothing to do with you. In both instances, you need to put your own needs first. And this is the key. When you do regulate, you need to come back to your partner. So it's not like I'm like, I'm like, okay, babe, I need space. Like I need a minute. And then I just take a fucking week and I go to Brazil. Yes. Yes. That's not what yes, we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. It's like, yes. I need to regulate. And then we need to reapproach this conversation in a way that isn't heated as fuck. Because mm-hmm. if I go and regulate and then I just leave, like that's not going to send a good message to my partner. And so like for us, when we're yelling and screaming or we get into an argument, we take the space to regulate and then we reapproach the situation. We reapproach the conversation in a way that's like calm and collected because we care about each other and we want the best for each other. Yeah. And I could not agree more. I think that's absolutely the reason it's like and that's the thing too is that it's like it's like we've had conversations where I'm like I'm not okay with you just like leaving and then being like I don't know when he's coming back because then I'm sitting there in anxiety so there's a certain level of trust that we've built where it's like if he needs space it's not 
four, five, six days and he's leaving the country. It's like, I just need it's some like, time. I, it's like, yes. I, give me 24 hours. Like, yes. uh, can we please have a conversation about this tomorrow? Yeah. I love you. I yeah. want to talk to you tomorrow, but right now I'm super heated. So like, can we please pause in this conversation until tomorrow so that mm -hmm. we can like calm down because this conversation isn't productive right now. And I think that, uh, there's nothing that we can't work through as long as these principles are applied, right? Like there's definitely fights that could ruin our relationship if we didn't respect one another's. But if we just like understand other needs, then we're able to work through, like there's nothing outside if we're like, we just like are in it to win it. And I love you. You love me. And like, I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. We're going to peace out there. If you guys want to find more, you can go to my YouTube at Brian Mark. So if you follow my podcast, it's a lot of like, there's going to be more of my show prep. So if you want to follow me on Brian Mark on YouTube, you can do that. Where do they find you, babe? You can find me on the real Kristen Mark on TikTok and Instagram. And then Kristen Mark pretty much across all platforms. I'm on YouTube as well, mostly on shorts now, but I do post little vlogs now and again as well. Mwah. Cool. Guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in and have the best of your entire life. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Hopefully you got some value. If you did and you want to learn more about how me and my team can help you scale your online fitness business to $10,000 a month, DM me 10K on Instagram at TheRealBrianMark for more information and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help you grow an online coaching business.